Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, good evening and welcome to Newsnight. And coming up in this half-hour edition, President Akufuado says notice he will sack all deputy ministers found to be disloyal to their ministers. Deputy who thinks that the route to advancement lies in the ability to subvert or undermine their minister will be sadly mistaken. You will not profit from that conduct in the Kufuado's presidency. But should loyalty or competence be the ultimate basis for the dismissal of a minister? We'll get some reactions to this. Also, National Union of Ghana student dismiss as inaccurate claims by management of the University of Ghana that they have not increased fees beyond what was approved by parliament. Every single person can independently verify. All you have to do is check how much person A paid last year and check how much is being levied person A this year. We have details as UG insists they have only scrapped fee subsidies. We actually have been subsidizing them for the last three years. And uh, we think that given the current cost of everything, we cannot continue to subsidize. So we have to bring our fees uh, to par with all what other universities uh, have been charging. We'll speak live to a member of the Education Committee of Parliament and traders set to increase prices of imported goods from January 1 as the Ghana Revenue Authority formally scraps the discount policy at the ports. We have flopped all uh, this reversal to them. means that goods are going to go up astronomically high because duty rates are going to go, go high with... The Office of Special Prosecutor has welcomed the decision by government. We'll bring you details of these stories and more in this half-hour package. I'm Ernest Mino. Please stay for details. Many thanks for choosing us. And tonight, President Kufado says he will sack all deputy ministers found to be disloyal to their ministers. The president was clear he will not allow deputies to benefit from disloyal actions. The president issued this warning while swearing in into office uh, Ms. Lariba Zuera Abudu as the new gender, children and social protection minister with Francisca Otin Mensa as her deputy. Article 79, Clause 1 of the Constitution of the Republic provides that the deputy ministers appointed by the president in consultation with the minister and with the prior approval of parliament to assist the minister 
in the performance of his or her functions. Your basic responsibility is thus to assist your minister in the performance of his or her functions. Loyalty to the minister is a fundamental premise for the success of your work. I will not countenance any acts of disloyalty or subversion of your minister, for I will take such acts as disloyalty to me personally and by inference, disloyalty to the state and party. A deputy who thinks that the route to advancement lies in the ability to subvert or undermine their minister will be sadly mistaken. You will not profit from that conduct in a Kufuadu's presidency. On the contrary, you're likely to forfeit your office. I want you to work with your minister in all sincerity and transparency. That is the best guarantee of your individual success and of our collective success. Together, let us build that dignified, self-reliant, prosperous Ghana that successive generations of Ghanaian patriots and the founders of our free democratic nation have sought with their blood, sweat, and toil. That's President Ikufado there. Let's subject what you've just had to some analysis. Uh, joining us on the line is Senior Political Science Lecturer at the University of Ghana, Dr. Asasanti. Many thanks for your time here uh, on Newsnight. First of all, let's look at the issue of loyalty. Um, how important is this in the scheme of things, especially loyalty to the minister and, and not to the government or to the state? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Yeah. I see Deputy Minister for that um, um, NSD. Yes, yeah. um, if you listen to the president quoting uh, Article 79.1, that before such appointment will be made possible, there should be consultation with the president, that is the minister, and uh, have an approval from parliament. All right. Uh, one thing is clear in this matter, that when you're appointing anybody, to either ministerial or deputy ministerial position, for me, my understanding is that it hinges on competence. Competence. Why am I saying that? If you look at the uh, Encarta Dictionary, meaning of competence, it said the ability to do something well. Compare that one to loyalty. That is a feeling of devotion, duty, attachment to somebody. Is it the case that you just want to be attached to somebody or you want to do something and do it well? And that, um, by extension, you want to serve the state and serve it well. You want to serve your minister and serve your minister well. So, above all, you are saying that you want what competence? Because you can have, say, for instance, your mother as what? A minister. Your mother, all things being equal, will be most loyal to you. But will she be competent enough to hold that portfolio? Mm. All right. You can have somebody who is 100% competent, uh, sorry, uh, loyal, loyal to you. He's so loyal to you. But he's known incompetent person who cannot perform. Is that the resource that you want or the attachment? 
Are you with me? And so, Doc, why do you hear the president say... The principle of meritocracy, meritocracy by the definition of Encarta, saying that it's a system that is based on ability. Mm. If you look at meritocracy, compared to what competence and all, there's something that runs through the two. It's what ability to do something well. So for me, yes, uh, loyalty is important, but the topmost... Uh, requirement is what competence because and, and so, and so Doc, when, when you hear the, you want results that, that is so and so when you hear the president say and, and I'm quoting him he says loyalty to the minister is the fundamental premise to your work I mean when you hear that what, what does it leave us oh my understanding is that you know there's academic literature on this a whole conversation while one school of thought believe that it's competence one saying that it is what, uh, you know, loyalty. But for me, I believe that the most important consideration is what? Competence. If you are competent, uh, you are what? Um, it's inbuilt. You are loyal, isn't it? Because you do the needful. You do the right thing. And you have the ability to do it. Let us remember that ministry appointment, we are looking at results. You want to serve your society and serve your society well. You are talking about competence. You are talking about results. You can be loyal, but if you are incompetent, is that what we want? And now I get a superior understanding of the present position. Yes, one, he has joined the academic debate in this regard. But two, I can also understand why some ministers have not been what you know reshuffled or removed from office. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are loyal to the president, all right, and he consider that one paramount. But the issue is that the performance that we are seeing from ministers. Can we say it's based on competence or loyalty? And which one do we need to move the country forward? And, 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 and your, your response to that question will be what? Sorry? Your response to the question of the performance of the ministers will be what? Oh, but the president is saying that his ministers are performing uh, excellently. All right? For me, I have a different view. I'm not sure we are seeing excellent performance of the ministers. And I'm not speaking of all the ministers. Some of them, I'm sure... You know, they are not living up to expectation. The truth is there. But uh, I respect the president's view, but I have my view. But at the end of the day, the results will be there for the world to see if uh, what I'm saying is true or what the president is true in terms of competence or, you know, loyalty. Because at the end of the day, I believe we need what? Competence. We need ability on the part of the minister to deliver the public good. I'm grateful for your time. That's uh, Dr. Asa Santi. He's a senior lecturer at the University of Ghana's Political Science Department. And we can now hear from the new gender minister, Lariba Zuera Abudu, who promised to work hand-in-hand with her deputy to make the gender ministry an enviable one. Your Excellency, I wish to thank you so much for the love and the wonderful gesture that you have shown me and my deputy. We are really grateful. And I want to assure you that we will work and bring out the speed as you made mission. We will collaborate with stakeholders and the Jubilee House to make you proud. Myself and my deputy are committed to make Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection as an enviable ministry. I will not say much and I will knock on your doors, Chief of Staff 24-7, for advice a solution to so many issues in the ministry. Thank you. May the good Lord bless you. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. 
So that's the gender minister, Lariba Zuera Abudu, there speaking at the presidency. Away from that, the National Union of Ghana Student Nukes is fighting off claims by management of the University of Ghana that it has not illegally increased fees. The University of Ghana is part of a number of tertiary institutions cited by Nukes for allegedly increasing fees beyond the 15% approved by Parliament. We'll hear from Nukes shortly on this, but this morning, the Pro Vice Chancellor in charge of academics at the University of Ghana, Professor Gordon Awandari said the university has stayed within the limits imposed by parliament. He explains that the school has only scrapped subsidies on fees. We have uh, adhered to the 15%. We, um, we had already been um, charging fees that were below the approval rate for the last two years. So uh, in 2019, um, parliament approved a fee increase. Uh, but the University of Ghana at the time um, decided that because COVID had just uh, started in uh, early 2020, um, uh, the manager at the time decided not to imp- implement the new fees uh, in order not to uh, increase the hardship on on the students and parents. So uh, we uh, maintained our fees uh, up until this year uh, when everybody realizes that the, uh, the cost of everything uh, started to spiral. And so we had to uh, go back and implement the 2019 rate uh, just towards the end of uh, our last uh, semester. Um, then a few months later, the government then approved a new 15% increase uh, on the previous approval. So then uh, University of Ghana, this time we did not defer the implementation. We went ahead and, and readjusted the, the rate uh, accordingly. 2019 fees you withheld because of COVID. You decided to implement it before government approved this 15%. Correct. So, Correct. so Correct. the 15% is on the 2019 fees that you, the students were not given. Exactly. And so that's why it appears. So what they're doing, their calculation with the the previous fees, which you say was not what they were supposed to be paying anyway. Exactly. So you get it. So that's exactly what it is. And and so I, I think that uh, um, if the students really sat down with uh, uh, the student account um, officer and went through the numbers, they realized that... Uh, uh, nothing is on board at all. And mm. that we actually have been subsidizing them for the last two years. And uh, we think that given the current cost of everything, we cannot continue to subsidize. So we had to bring our fees uh, to par, uh, you know, with all what other universities uh, have been charging. So that is Professor Gordon Awandari, the Pro Vice Chancellor in charge of uh, Student Affairs and Academics at the University of Ghana. Let's go into the phone lines now. Dr. Clementa Park is a Deputy Ranking Member on the Education Committee and he joins us. Uh, Doc, thank you very much uh, for your time here on Joy News uh, on, on Newsnight. Uh, let's start first of all with the specific explanation from the University of Ghana. You have that the Pro Vice Chancellor. Does that explanation suffice for you? Well, it is not for me to judge. It's based on what the evidence shows. As far as we are concerned, the approval has only been given for a 15% increase. And so if what they have done is within those parameters, 
then there shouldn't be a problem. But if, on the other hand, it is the case that the charges that they have charged the students is outside the remit of the law, then as the GTEC has rightly indicated to them, they ought to do the right thing. For us in Parliament, it's about the law. It is about uh, what is uh, agreed upon. And uh, no one has the right to defy uh, the law. Well, in the specific case of the University of Ghana, the provost chancellor, as we heard him say, uh, he, he's explaining that they have actually not increased fees. Uh, and, and so they should explain to the students. They should show evidence to that effect. That is not for us to decide. They, that is not the work of parliament. And the students definitely are agitated. So whether what is being said is the truth or not, uh, I am sure that uh, we will get to... The, the bottom uh, of, of the issue. Our insistence is that it is 15% that has been duly communicated by GTEC, the agency that has direct supervisory uh, authority over tertiary institutions, and that is what we expect. But, but, but Dr. Park, it is Parliament that approved... Is that simple? It is Parliament that approved the 15%, and as we have seen, uh, the Investor of Ghana is just one of the many institutions that NUCS has raised concern with, uh, with its fees. Um, many of the tertiary institutions have actually gone beyond the 15% as, as uh, and, had I by NUCS. I need to end this now because I'm going to endeavor, but the simple truth is that it has to be 15%. Anything beyond that is unlawful and will be sanctioned. When you say there will be sanctions, you, you're going to haul the uh, the vice chancellors, the investor administrators before Parliament. Well, what exactly I'm, are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty sure the students have the right to petition Parliament, and if they petition us, we would act accordingly. Right. They would have to provide evidence to show why universities, uh, they say, are charging more, and the universities will have to defend by showing evidence that they are not. Well, let me find out, Dr. Park, I'm grateful for your time. Let me find out from NUCS if indeed they have evidence to support the claim that the University of Ghana is indeed charging beyond the 15%. We're joined by the NUCS president, Dennis Apialabi Ampovo. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, so what is the evidence that the explanation given by the pro-vice-chancellor is inaccurate? So first of all, I, we need to put matters in context. It's not about trying to meander your way around the law. Over the last two years, Parliament has not granted any approval for fees, for fees increments. That's first of all what we need to establish. Secondly, when Parliament starts to look at the fees and charges at 1080, the provision that was given is very clear. And before anything, let's read the JTEC with a circular or the letter JTEC sent when I mean when I say JTEC, I mean the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission. The letter is sent to um, the university. Anyway, our letter dated 15 December 2022 on the subject the In the third letter, we communicated the approval of Parliament of Ghana for public tertiary institutions to charge fees for 2022-2023 academic year, based on a maximum adjustment for the fees charged in 2021-2022. You can't go and make your charges based on 2019. 
the letter is very simple and clear for professors to read and understand. But, but Dennis, the point that Professor Wandari is making is that in 2019, there was an approval by Parliament. The university failed to apply that upward adjustment because there was COVID and they were sensitive to the time. And so now they are actually applying this increment from what was supposed to be the original amount paid by students in the previous academic year. Isn't that fair enough? My brother, did you listen to yourself, first of all, and did you listen to what I read? What I read says the adjustments must be based on 2021-2022. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Exactly. But what you are failing also to acknowledge is that the University of Ghana had actually fees... Um, put out for 2022, except that in the wisdom of the investee, because of COVID and the implications, implications it had on families, they resorted to the old fees. And so there was, there was actually increasing fees for 2021 and 2022 academic year, except that that was not charged on the students. So there was no, subsidies. No, and that no, is the explanation no, being given. Maybe, maybe you are trying to, it's a very difficult job trying to defend an illegality. To understand them why they are struggling. Uh, respectfully, I'm, I'm just putting before you what the pro vice chancellor has explained to I'm us, and I'm sure you've heard it. And telling you what you are doing. Let's move on. First of all, the issue at hand is that you can increase based on a, a certain amount. You can't say that because I used a subsidy and didn't charge you, I am going to use it based on that one. On the surface or on the face of the law, that is a contravention. The law says, do this. He said, no, I'll do this because I didn't do this the other time. Well, Parliament is saying, we heard from the Deputy Ranking Member, that you'd have to uh, petition it if, if you disagree with the explanation. Uh, when are we going to see you do that? Yeah, we, we wanted to do that actually yesterday, but unfortunately, Parliament is on research. That is how come we petition JTEC and we petition the Ministry of Education. As soon as Parliament resumes, the petition is ready as I speak. We'll be going to Parliament to petition Parliament on that. Because the parliamentary provision that came on the 16th, or the GTEC communication that came on the 16th, was very clear. It said, do not increase beyond 15% of the 2021 fee. So imagine today, UCC comes out to say that, last 10 years, I did not increase fee. So because of that, I am bringing that fee I didn't increase. And I am charging students now. That is one. There is, also, there is also another loophole in the logic of the, uh, the university. Let me show you the loophole. If there is any time to give students a subsidy, don't you think it is in the time where the government and everyone agree and admit that we are in an economic crisis? Don't you think that is the time to... Um, um, Get that done. Why didn't they use the 2020 fee for 2019? If indeed it was a subsidy. 
Well, Dennis, school resumes in two weeks uh, for some of the universities. And um, uh, what will be your action uh, be, be, before then? Because school resumes in two weeks. What are we going to see on your front? Do you have petitioned GTEC? Um, any indication of when the response? Just as we mentioned yesterday during the presser, there is a lot we've lined up. And there is an element of surprise that comes and gives us the result we want. So we won't put everything out there. But one thing I can assure the University of Ghana, that an illegality will never fetter on the land of, on, on this land. Not against the students of this country. It won't happen. Because you can't purport to uh, manufacture an explanation for an increment that is about 40% increment. When the law says that you can only increase on 2021-2022, well, Dennis, thank you for your time. That's the Nukes president, Dennis Apiala Biampafo, and uh, we'll be following this up. Uh, we'll bring you more subsequently. But let's get to the port now. You should expect to pay more for imported goods from January 1. That is the warning from the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, following the announcement by the Ghana Revenue Authority that it has formally scrapped a discount policy on some imported goods at the ports. This comes on the back of the discovery that custom officers were unlawfully granted further discounts on goods and vehicles. My colleague Papani Ashali joins me in the studio uh, with details of the statement by Guta. Papani, what does it say? Um, so this is not a statement from Guta, though. This is from the... Office the Office of, of the, the Special Prosecutor. Prosecutor. Well, just before we hear from that, uh, the Office of the Special Prosecutor, let's bring you details of that statement by uh, Guta. Elton Brobe has those details. The move is in reference to the 2023 budget presented by the finance minister uh, early this month, in which government aims to raise revenue and also to boost the local productive capacity, introduce policies for the protection and incubation of newly formed domestic industry to allow them to make the goods produced in Ghana competitive for local consumption and also for export. Now, by the new directive that has been announced by the directive of the Ghana Revenue Authority, expected to take effect on January 2023, discounts on import values have been revised from the prevailing 30% for vehicles to 10%. All goods, that is, all other goods, will have discounts on import values of 30% instead of the prevailing 50%. Now, a member from the Commissioner General of the GRA Revenue, Dr. Amisha Dai, also on some, gave a reminder of the effective date as January 1, 2023, and ask custom officers to ensure strict compliance to prevent any possible losses of revenue. There's, however, a transitional arrangement for the provision of storage-free period for consignment dispatch on December 31 from, from the arriving means of conveyance to go through clearance without being affected by the reversal policy. In addition, all pre-arrival declarators process and tax paid event even when the goods have had arrived before July one twenty three shall not be affected by the reversal. So this is taking effect from July one twenty three and apart from those already uh, in transit, any other goods, vehicle and goods imported to the country will not be affected by these, you know, announced uh, uh, scrapping of the uh, reversal. 
So that's my colleague Elton Brobe there with details of that statement by the Ghana Revenue Authority. And Guta has already been reacting to this. We can hear from President Dr. Joseph Obey, who says that they will have no other option than to pass on the cost of duties incurred as a result of the scrapping of the discount policy to the consumer. Our import requirement, we can outsource only 10% in Ghana. When we look from within, what are the goods that we are going to get from within? We are mm. going to get about 10 to 15%. And the remaining, we have lumped all uh, this reversal to them. means that goods are going to go up astronomically high because duty rates are going to go, go high with the increase of the uh, VAT as well. Well, this, this is interesting, especially at the time where there are calls on Twitter to reduce the prices following the... Uh, recent gains we have seen the the city have against the dollar. It looks like that wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's going to take that gain as from 1st January, as they've said, because if you have the commitment to mitigate the plight of the consuming public, then we have to look into all these things, these factors, because we look at these factors and do our cousin. We are not for the Christmas. And so uh, whatever additions that come in the cost of being business is added up to the consumer who is buying the final commodity. Unfortunately, by the full reversal of this policy, this is what is going to happen. And uh, Ghanaians should also hold on the AGC because um, the essence of this uh, reversal is to make import very expensive um, so that, as AGI said, their goods will become cheaper so that they will be more competitive in the market. So we are going to look from within and see if we can get this product also um, from the local manufacturers. Dr. Joseph Obin is president of Guta. The OSP has been reacting to this, and Michael is uh, in the studio with me with that reaction from the office of the special prosecutor. What is he saying? So, uh, he goes on to mention the Lambiaga Company Limited case um, versus the, uh, or in, together with the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority. It says that well, it started an investigation, and the major finding of the investigation led to the recovery of one million Ghana cities, um, which is that there are, uh, which appears, I beg your pardon, to be an institutionalized culture um, of light-hearted unconcern regarding impropriety of action at the custom division in respect of the grant of customs, advanced rulings, and other rulings regarding the importation of goods, which indicates a high propensity to engender corruption and corruption-related activities. It goes on to say that on the basis of the report, the special prosecutor directed the commencement of a wider investigation into the issuance of customs, advance rulings, and markdowns of benchmark values, and an attendant investigation in respect of the auction of goods and vehicles by the customs division. Um, it goes on to say that the OSB notes with gratification that following its various investigations and interventions, at the Customs Division, the government has reversed the discretionary discount on the free onboard value of goods and home delivery values of vehicles effective 1st January 2023. Then the new policy effectively shuts all avenues for officers of the Customs Division to grant discretionary markdowns and removes opportunity for corruption and corruption-related activities. It ends by saying that the various investigations commenced by the OSP at the Customs Division will still proceed nonetheless and the office will monitor the implementation of the new 
policy signed by Kisia Jabin, the special prosecutor himself. Michael, thank you very much. Now, President Kufado says he expects Parliament to give the green light to enable him to swear in two judges of the Supreme Court. The two justices, George Kumsin and Ernest Go, were vetted alongside two others but have not received parliamentary approval. While Justice Kumsin's role on the Jura Committee came up strongly during his vetting, Justice Go's recent membership of the NPP was also topical amid further concerns that the president was appointing too many judges to the apex court. Speaking at a ceremony to swear in the other judges approved by parliament, the president explained why it was important for the judges to take office as soon as possible. I refer to Justice Barbara Francis Akayensu and Justice Samuel Kwame Adibu Asidu, who have been appointed to succeed two justices of the court, the late Justice Samuel Mafosau, who passed away on 10th August 2021, and Justice Yao Apao, who retired on 2nd August 2021. I await Parliament's approval of the two remaining nominees, Justice George Kingsley Kumson and Justice Ernest Yao Diu, to fill the vacancies created as a result of the retirement of Justice Clemens Honyanuga which took place on 24 September 2022, and Justice Agnes George, who retired on 2nd October 2022. One of the two judges sworn in, uh, Justice Barbara Kayensu, assured of fidelity to the Constitution. It is a, both a privilege and a humbling opportunity to be nominated among many other qualified persons and approved to serve on the highest court of our land. The enormity of the task ahead is not lost on us. That is the more reason why we give God all the glory and thanks for this recognition. My colleague and I are grateful to the president the Council of State, Parliament, the Judicial Council, His Lordship, the Chief Justice, and the Bar Association for the trust reposed in us. Justice Barbara Kayinsu there and the News 90 on Joy 99.7 FM. Our top story tonight, President Ekufuado has said notice he will sack all deputy ministers found to be disloyal to their ministers. Uh, but should loyalty or, or, or competence be the ultimate, we heard from Dr. Asa Asante. That's it. My name is Ernest Mino. We have more stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Enjoy the rest of our programs. an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.